Welcome to the Mommy Sober Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Berkeley Boren. Inspired by my own journey from mommy wine culture to mommy sober culture, I want to explore our personal and cultural relationships with alcohol and sobriety. We'll look at not only the role that alcohol plays in our lives, but also self-care, wellness and spirituality, motherhood, and sisterhood. I hope that through this podcast, you realize that you are not alone in this journey. And I hope we have some fun along the way. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mommy Sober Culture. This is Berkeley. So if you're doing dry January, you are now at two weeks. You've done two weeks. That's amazing. You are halfway through the month. So congratulations on that. In my first dry January podcast, I said I was going to be podcasting a lot more in dry January. I have a fun story about that. I was going to podcast every day. And then my computer, which was kind of old, my laptop, wouldn't let me edit my podcast anymore because that software updated. But my iOS on my computer was too old to run that software. But my computer was too old to get new, the new iOS on it. So I couldn't edit any of my podcasts. I couldn't even, there was no other editing software I could download because my computer was so old. And so this is the the thing that's changed in my life in the last few years, not just with becoming alcohol free, but with this whole journey that I've been on that I'm going to start talking more about that journey as well, a journey of introspection, self-reflection, meditation, uh, looking at my beliefs and what I want in life, and really reading, reading different ways to, to use your brain and use all of our God-given gifts and powers to really change our life and change our thinking and live intentionally and make our life everything that we want it. So I've been doing these things and I've been meditating and I've been working on my outlook. So when my computer went on the fritz and I was like, oh shoot, I cannot do a podcast. Like I had a, a few podcasts recorded that I couldn't edit and I have to edit them because I yawn a lot. So <laughs> I have to cut all those out or these podcasts would be an hour and a half. So anyway, I, instead of feeling down about it and feeling sorry for myself or being mad that what I was going to do wasn't happening, I realized I'm going to have to go buy a new computer. And then I got really excited because I know I know that the universe, that God is looking out for me. And I know that everything is working in my favor. Everything. Life is always happening for you, not to you. So I got excited. And I thought, oh my gosh, I need a new computer to record my podcast on. And that means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a nicer computer. I'm going to need more storage. I'm going to need something that can do more because things are happening. And that is a shift for me from how I would have been a few years ago 
thinking, why is this happening to me? I'm trying to do something and it's not helping. It's not letting me and things are standing in my way and ugh, nothing ever works out. I just intuitively knew that this, this is working out for me, that it's time to upgrade, that everything is perfect timing and this is what I need to do. And it was such an amazing looking at it then after the fact, it was such an amazing thing to see. Oh my gosh, your perspective has shifted so much. And so I just want to encourage you that the universe, God is always working for you and everything is happening for you, not to you. And you can change that outlook with with meditation, with reading, with expanding your mind, you can definitely change how you perceive your life. And that's all it is, is your perception of life. Your life is an outpicturing of what you think it is. So anyway, that's a little detour about dry January, but I'm going to link some books below Um, that have kind of helped me on that journey and on seeing things from a different, more healthy, more optimistic standpoint. But if you are doing dry January and you're on week two, again, congratulations. The first few weeks are always the hardest part because you're breaking a habit. It's just, it's a habit. It's something that's been ingrained in you and that's never easy no matter what you're doing. But especially when you're breaking in a habit with an addictive substance, that makes it doubly hard. So you're putting in the work and you're doing great. You should already start seeing some benefits from this. Maybe some weight loss. Your skin should start looking better. You may have noticed your sleep is better if you've been watching it on a a sleep watch or you know, a Fitbit or something like that. I would love to hear anybody uh, email me. I would love to hear how you have seen your sleep improve. Or I have an Instagram, Mommy Sober Culture, and I'd love for you to comment and just let me know the different improvements that you've seen. I saw my sleep improve immediately. I could feel it improve, but it was nice to have a a sleep app that I could actually concretely see it see the the numbers about my heart rate going down, my REM sleep going up, all of those things. So that was really exciting. And I'd love to hear your wins. Your skin may be looking better. Your brain fog should start to be clearing up. You may start to have more energy. Usually by the two week mark is when your body has really now detoxed the toxins out of it. That's how long it takes y'all. So now moving forward, your body is kind of done with the detox period. And now you're really going to start to see even more improvements moving forward, like better skin, more energy, clearer mind, because now your body can focus on living and thriving instead of surviving and just getting that poison out of its system because that's what it has had to prioritize every time you drank before. So that is exciting. 
I'd also like to know, have you been journaling? What does your journal say? Do you feel more expansive? I was reading my journal this morning and I said, I'm on the verge of something. I don't know what, maybe it's just a better me, but it's exciting. Maybe there's just so much more time and space in my head because it's not been numbed and dulled with alcohol that I'm thinking more. You can never have too much, too much time, too much love, or be too present. And that's so true, right? You you can never have too much time. I know sometimes if you're used to passing the evenings more quickly by drinking, you feel like the evenings are longer. But really, we all complain that there's never enough time. So what can you do to fill that time? You can't have too much time. You can never have too much love, like love with your love of your family, love of your life. And you can never have too much presence. You can never be too present. Present in every moment of your life. Because that's all we have is right now. And if we're not fully in right now, there nothing else exists except the current moment. The past is gone forever. The future is just a figment of our imagination. It hasn't happened yet. All we have is the present right now. And so you can never be too present. You can never make yourself too present. So I love that. I love that I wrote that. I hope that you've been journaling so that you can look back on how you've been feeling, how things have improved. Um, Have you lost any weight? My friend that I talked about last week that had lost two pounds, well, she lost two more pounds. And we went and had lunch the other day. And right when the waitress approached us, she said, Hi, ladies, would you guys like a pitcher of mimosas? Or some wine, a bottle of wine? You know, she saw two girls out having lunch and just assumed that that's what we were doing. And we both ordered coffee and water because she's doing dry January too. And And she said, but I still want the mimosa. When does that go away? And I assured her with all the confidence in the world that it does go away. Two weeks, although it may feel like a lot of time, is really just a blip. You can look back on two weeks of any period in your life when your baby was born, when you started college, when you started a new job, any that feels like This long period of time that now looking back is just a blink of an eye. That's what this two weeks really is. But it feels long when you're in the moment. But I said it will go away. The funny thing is when the lady said, do you guys want a pitcher of mimosas? I've been sober now over a year, but I had this kind of little twinge. And it wasn't, I don't want the alcohol. And this is what I told my friend. I don't want the alcohol. It's more that it's being sold as an experience. And that's how we see it is an experience of a girl's day out. And that's what has been sold to us with mommy wine culture with, you know, all of the all of the propaganda all around us. Alcohol, it's not being sold to us as a drug. It's not being sold to us as a poison. It's not being sold to us as a mind altering substance. It's being sold to us as an experience. And so there's still that leftover lingering subconscious 
indoctrination, I guess, of, oh, that's what, that's what would make this an experience of having a girl's date is having mimosas. And it, it wasn't a longing. It, it wasn't, it was just a little like, oh yeah, that would be cool. And then I realized what it was. It's, you know, just years and years of propaganda and training really coming from all sides to tell you that that's what you need. And I didn't have to do this. I didn't have to play it out in my head to not want the mimosas. It was just a tiny little feeling. But if I did play it out, okay, we get a picture of mimosas. And this is what I told my friend to do. Okay, but play it out. We get a picture of mimosas. So then we're like, oh yeah, now we're really having, now we're really having a girl's day, right? That's what this is. But then we both really need to go to the store after this, but we both be very, very tired. Gosh, especially mimosas make me just so sleepy. So we'd both be very, very tired. We would go home. It's the weekend, so we have stuff to do. Our families are at home. We would go home and probably need a nap, probably not get stuff done. Then you wake up from your nap, you know, not necessarily hungover, but a little kind of shaky feeling. So then you have to have another drink and then you're tired again and then you're short with your family and then you're not present. So what does it really do besides give the feeling, the air of now we're having a girl's day? So we really just have to retrain our mind because we've been trained from young. I mean, young, you think about your, your kids and what they see and what we saw growing up, that to be an adult, to have fun, to do these things, you have to have alcohol. So I was able to assure her it does go away. It does go away and you do have a clearer picture of what alcohol really is and what it really does and its role in your life. And I've had enough girls' days and lunches and parties and vacations now under my belt to know that I've had a wonderful time and I don't need it and I don't even want it. And I had a better time, a more present time, a more alive time in all these instances without it. But some of those are experiences that you have to live to be sure of, right? Now she knows that we can go have a girls' lunch and not drink and have fun. I think she knew that she knew that before, but then after you go to a party and you have a great time, then you know, oh yeah, I don't need it. Sometimes it just takes a lived experience to know. So if at this two week mark you're feeling a little unsure, but proud, that's good. That's okay. That is okay. You are doing great. At two weeks, I wasn't ready to say yet that this was going to be forever, even though I kind of knew in my heart that that it was or that it should be. I didn't know if I could admit it to myself or not. Um, that's when I started doing my meditations about being alcohol-free. And I'm going to share that in another podcast, the meditation I did. And I, I need to to kind of write it all down so I can share it very clearly exactly what I did because my intention was to be like somebody who never drank to be like somebody who just didn't like how I feel about cigarettes I don't you could smoke around me all day everyone could be smoking around me and I have 
no desire to have a cigarette. And that's what I wanted to feel about alcohol. And that's how I do feel about it. And that came from inner work and lived experience, like I said, but also I feel like this meditation really helped. So I'll share that in another podcast. But I hope you've had a great two weeks. I'm going to do some interviews. I am going to interview a person who has been sober since October. She did Sober October. And she just kept it going. So we'll talk to her about the changes she has seen, the changes she saw that month and in the months since. Maybe you're thinking, I would love to continue this, but I don't know if I can. Maybe you're thinking, nope, February 1st, I'm having a drink. Maybe you're thinking after January, I may try to moderate, but we're going to kind of talk about all of those different things coming up. So I would love to celebrate your wins with you. Email me or hop on over to my Instagram at mommy sober culture and let me know your wins. We're going to keep moving forward. You've done great. You've got the hardest work under your belt now. So it's downhill from here. You're doing so good and I'm so proud of you and we will see you soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy Sober Culture. My hope is that after listening to each episode, you come away feeling encouraged, hopeful, and seen. If you enjoy this content, Be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you'll be the first to know every week when the new episode drops. Also, if you have any questions or anything you'd like me to talk about, please feel free to email me at burkebrin at manifesting-mama.com. I'll link it below. Have a great day.